Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. I want to welcome you to the show today. We've got a great show lined up for you. We are really on the one-week countdown to podcast movement. So, wow, uh, are you ready, Rob, for podcast movement? I'm getting there. Actually, I, I yesterday I finished shipping everything I need um, or the rest of everything I need to uh, Philadelphia for our our booth that we have at the, at, at the show. So, so I think we're all, all done now. I'll, all I'm doing is working on my, um, my state of podcasting deck. Uh, so that's the, that's the next big thing. And then I'll be ready to go. Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I'm at too, as far as, uh, as far as the prep goes. And uh, of course I didn't have to worry about shipping anything because my team members in Columbus took care of that. Mackenzie yeah, specifically. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, just a little bit of a different setup today. The um, the good folks over at uh, Facebook made a major change to their, I guess, for their live streaming system. And it broke Wirecast. It broke TriCaster. It broke. So I'm using, I have to, I'm, I'm going old school in the way I'm getting this set up today. But uh, we're live on Facebook. I guess that's the most important thing. So, um for a couple of days, I wasn't until someone figured out a workaround. But when these when these uh, content companies make changes and don't announce it, <laughs> it can cause for chaos when you're uh, when you're trying to to get ready and do stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, if it makes it harder for you to connect and do stuff live, or if Facebook has made changes, whatever, this stuff happens. Is there any idea of? of why Facebook may have made this change? Mm. Is there anything that you can see that would, would give you that impression mm. of there's some advantage or something? <laughs> no, it's, it's, they just broke it. <laughs> they just plain broke it. Okay. Yeah. And it's the plugin that goes for, you know, all the manufacturers make preset plugins. So I have to do is enter your username and password and it's really easy to stream. And uh, so now I just have to I do it manually. It, it, it works. Hey Rob, you're just a little low on your end. And I know oh, you said, on- volume yeah, yeah. Okay. so just touch it up a little bit i'm i've got you turned up here but Let anyway me, uh see what i can do there, there you go there you go that oh is it better better I can, I can also put put my mic more in front of my face that'll definitely help too no that that helps uh, we get you a little closer and and but anyway uh that that's here nor there we're we're uh i'm, I'm digressing into uh uh irrelevant topics for the for the new media show so yeah, what uh, this week has for me has just been been a blur, and uh, I don't know about you, but we were hammering the devs were hammering home getting the Spotify stuff done for the API submission, and I think Angelo told me like Wednesday evening he says, "All right, I'm." They really had no test API, so you had to test with real, <laughs> real shows. You you know you you uh, you know when you're normally when you have some sort of an api there's a there's some test calls you can make well there was no test it was when you sent your first api call that was a a real show so you know it was for us it was like you know you're you're risking a show's correct listing if there was a mistake in the code so we finally got that up and and onesie twosie test them and the results came back but uh i think <sighs> <laughs> I think the delay is over. 
I think so too, but I also think at the same time, the whole buzz around uh, Spotify and podcasting is kind of um, faded out too, because I think it's been it's been replaced by all the buzz and excitement around Google Podcasts now. Well, for some folks, yeah, I think so. But based on my support tickets, people don't care about Google Podcasting. <laughs> well, it's because there's really nothing right to do, right? That that's the thing. I mean, it's I mean there is, but there isn't, right? It's 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 just a different scenario entirely. Yeah. Um, you know, how people get into the catalog is so different. Um, what the experience is, 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 is so different. And each of those platforms are so different in their focus and their orientation towards the, the, the market. But I, I keep hearing Todd, and I don't know if you're hearing or seeing this or whatever that, um, Spotify is make is starting to make a dent. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's still early days, but but it, it it just feels that maybe they're they're making a dent in the market and for some shows anyway. Well, um, we just added twenty five hundred shows. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, so it's making making a dent somewhere. You know, well, it's a it's clearly still a dent. It's not a impact. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's the key takeaway. I think, Although we did, you know, we had gotten some emails back from some folks that listened to the show that showed us that they had some decent percentages over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard uh, shows with anywhere from seven to twenty percent. I think it. So, in, yeah. you know, we need to start looking at the what shows. You know, that's yeah, exactly. that's the question. That's what type of shows are making good inroads? But you know, I don't know about you, but we're still having to every music show we have to review manually review um, before we submit. We have to go and listen and make sure they're not playing copyrighted music. So the music shows are still going to be a little slower going in yeah. because I have to have a team member listen to every one of those music shows. Yeah. 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 And I mean, uh, that's, that's still, that's still important to do. You're right. So. Yeah. Well, it's not important. It's required and we didn't have no choice, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate that we're, we're having to do Spotify's work <laughs> because I mean, we had a similar type of relationship with iHeart um, radio went back, back when we originally had that deal with them um, back a long time ago. And, and that responsibility was iHeartRadio's responsibility. Mm. All we were supposed to do is just push the feeds over to them right. under a certain criteria for submissions. And they had a team that would review all the content before it went into their own catalog. And that's, that's where the platform kind of takes responsibility, which really that's kind of where it belongs. It belongs, that responsibility belongs with Spotify, not with the hosting platforms. And, and, and it's a little dangerous for us to be doing that too, from a hosting platform. Yeah. From a copyrights standpoint. And we had, a, we had a meeting with them earlier in the week because they were telling our PowerPress users, Oh, you can't be on Spotify. And we're like, no, 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 no. They don't, they just, they automatically assumed all PowerPress users were self hosting. And I'm like, no, there's a percentage that are percentage yeah. that use other vendors and a percentage there with us. And we got that kind of cleared up and made them understand, you know, cause every, you know, you guys, you, every feed comes from you. And, yeah, uh, right. so they don't understand the, the mechanisms of podcasters controlling their own feeds. That's still kind of foreign to them. Well, so, Todd, I mean, that, that, that kind of raises, uh, another topic that's kind of been hot um, on what's been going on out there too. And it's around the conversion that Apple is making to H HTTPS 
right. RSS feeds. Yeah. And I guess as we think about um, the whole concept of self-hosting, which is from what I understand and the numbers that I've seen um, is still a pretty big it's, chunk it's of mad. the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and not everybody has the technical knowledge or skills and some platforms, you know, like GoDaddy or whatever, kind of make it fairly easy mm-hmm. to enable secure URLs. Yeah. Uh, but that may be one of those things that uh, makes it more difficult for self-hosters to continue self-hosting. Well, the transition is, should be relatively easy. And what, sure. you know, we basically have said, you know, work with your hosting provider and they, they'll get you up and get you going nine out of 10 times. And then um, there's some plugins out there that people are using that we're recommending that if they want to make it even easier. And then, mm-hmm. of course, if you have no technical know-how, there's always Podcast Mirror. So, you know, we've got an option for them if they they don't oh, want to implement okay. it. Awesome. Yeah. But you know, it, it is true. It, it's, uh, it's one of those things where they're going to have to have an extra step here. Um, you know, we talked to Apple about it uh, extensively, and um, mm-hmm. they're not announcing a date. But it's definitely yeah. something that, uh, well, you know, and what's going to happen, I'm going to be honest with you, there is, uh, if they force HTTPS and, and on the ingestions, now submission, maybe they won't, maybe they're going to grandfather the older shows. But if they don't, uh, which I, the indication I kind of got was is at some point new shows will have to have a HTTPS mm-hmm. feed. Um, yeah. But if they enforce it on older shows, then there could be, it could be mass disruption. Um, yeah, I did a call with James and, uh, just, uh, yesterday actually. And, and the thought was that they're going to look at all of the feeds that are coming from our platform, um, that are not HTTPS, um, and, and run a, a, a job script. basically on their, their, their end to convert all those to add S to the URL. Right. Um, so that would be, that's a fairly simple, um, uh, thing to do as long as they know, mm-hmm. Apple knows that all of those feeds are compliant with HTTPS. So it'll actually work. Right. One of the, the concerns that we had though, is, um, making that conversion, uh, unless you properly handle the, the GUIs, mm-hmm. um, on the URL, you could trigger mass redownloading. And well, so, yeah, so we didn't want that to happen. So they, that Apple realizes that and they're going to, um, make adjustments for that. Well, and it also makes for, um, people have to have their website squared away too. They're going to have yeah. to have their, their, uh, images, you know, all that stuff has to be, uh, has to be updated. All their, all their old links have to be. You know, everything that's really kind of internal out facing from the website has to be, mm-hmm. has to be fixed. Not necessarily maybe what's in the content per se, but, yeah. uh, yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a big push, but, um, you know, we're going to be definitely talking about it in newsletters and stuff like that for people to, uh, to make the move. But, um, yeah, hopefully they'll, it'll only affect new folks. Well, I think one thing we should probably talk about too is uh, why is Apple doing this? Why why is the big push into HTTPS? And well, that, privacy. Maybe yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe some of our listeners don't know why this is happening, so we should probably cover that too. But it's yeah, it's well, it's privacy, security, all those things. Um, Apple is concerned about pathways into their network too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so this is an encrypted connection between servers. And, and Todd, it would be great if, you know, if we could move beyond public RSS feeds, really, in a lot of ways. I mean, I would love at some point for us, and I know, you know most of the history of podcasting has been where RSS feeds have been something that people cut and paste and paste around and stuff. And, you know, it's the human um, connection between um, podcast listening and players. And I just wonder if, if really the direction we need to go with this is having RSS disappear from the public sphere. Oh, Rob, you just, need to be beat upon the eyes and ears. I know, I know, I know. I'm just telling you, I mean, I mean, how many times, Todd, have we had people click on that RSS link and it pops up a bunch of garbly goop code in their browser and they, they go, what the hell is all this? You well, know, it's I, like, I think the majority I mean, of browsers handle it well now. Well, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just think at some point we should be able to move beyond um, cutting and pasting RSS feeds around. Um, you know, it, it seems like because... The basis of RSS is really, I mean, I guess at its root, it was a kind of a Syndic open dis oh, yeah, syndication. Open syndication platform, but more and more, it's become more of a computer-to-computer -computer communications protocol. I mean, a lot of companies use XML um, in, in um, connections between servers, right? And it never gets exposed to humans. Um, and I just think that in the long run, that's probably what's going to happen with this, too. Well. It's it's I think it's just a matter of time to see uh, where where things play out and you know who is it going to break you know who isn't ready. <laughs> I just think most most of the other half of people that are listening to podcasts today aren't going to care and aren't going right. to understand what an RSS feed. I mean, yeah, they they I mean, subscribe via Android or via yeah yeah, yeah. And they just see that and they go you know and I don't expect people to be uh, listeners to ever be pasting RSS feeds. You know, yeah. that, I think those days are long gone, but I think the simple fact that, uh, the, you know, podcaster still has to, you know, do a little work, it's not yeah. that difficult. So, No, it's not. And if you're fairly technically knowledgeable, you should be able to understand what an RSS feed is and what its purpose is. But uh, there's still a lot of people that I, I think struggle with the idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, um, so... There was a topic you said that you wanted to talk about today, and it's it goes all about the subscribe, you know, and, and for those of you that, you know, we, we got uh, an update to PowerPress out the door this week, and um, we included in there, Matt Frock D'Angelo has uh, put together some sort of, he figured out, he deciphered Google's um, a logarithm, <laughs> so we pre-populated the Google Podcast link for all PowerPress users. And uh, so it's going to be curious now to watch on our side, because we know we just rolled this out to, you know, literally 75,000 shows. We'll be able to start seeing some of this uh, impact in the stats. And uh, I'll be curious. I'm going to do a poll just before podcast movement to see if I can see where the needle's at um, from them on, you know, this, this new, this new uh, subscribe option. So, um, so I'm excited from that standpoint to see, uh, to see where, you know, where the needle moves on Google. And, but again, I, I just don't think podcasters at large, people listen to the show are engaged, but at large, I don't think they are, 
I don't yeah. think they're fully aware of the no. of, of what Google Podcasts has brought to the table. I think they're still hyper focused on Apple Podcasts. And maybe more and more Spotify because it's higher profile platform. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think you're, you're spot on. I, you know, this kind of leads into this other topic too, that James from podnews.net was, yeah, put out about, um, how best to drive, uh, listeners to your podcast. Um, you know, the article was how to link to your podcast most effectively. And this gets back to a lot of the core things that we talk about on this show all the time. But, but you know, the whole thing of um, how important is Google Podcasts, right, in the, you know, and how quickly is it going to be important is a, is a big um, question because what James has put out here is that there's three things, the you know, only three things that you should do to that you need to do to promote your podcast. And that's to have a website that has just a big play button on it. Right. Um, and let me back up and say that the reason that he's putting forth this concept is for the other half of people that are not listening to podcasts yet. Right. And that includes a lot of Android, um, users as well around the world. He's looking at this from a, a global perspective, right? So you start thinking about how many millions of people in Spain and Germany and, and all these countries that have been fairly um, slow in adopting podcasts, how do we get them to to uh, easily connect with podcasts? And I think he's really, really focused on this whole Android connection, but simplicity too. So if you put a play button on your website and you add just links only to Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, that he thinks the simplicity of that um, will drive faster adoption of the medium. And so that's, that's, that's the premise, right? Um, basically you remove off your website, all links to, um, to pocket cast or overcast or, or Google play podcasts or stitcher or any of these other listening platforms that are out there. Um, and just focus on those two big guys. So, um, Todd, what's your reaction to that? And I'll follow up with, with my reaction to that. Well, you know, here's my, Here's my two cents, and let me bring up my... Well, let's bring up the New Media Show. We should be promoting it at newmediashow.com. So my my premises has always been you you give people the ability to listen to where they're... via where they're currently listening now. Yeah. So, you know, that's part of the reason why Spotify is probably having the impact it is. Um... Let me increase the screen size. So, you know, if you think about it, what we did, and, and, and I haven't tested this yet, and I hopefully I'm not ahead of myself, but we, the, our subscribe sidebar, obviously Apple Podcasts doesn't change. But the, on Android, we're, Android says he's going to add code so that if someone clicks this and they don't have a subscribe on Android, one click subscribe on Android supported app already installed, he's going to automatically kick them to Google podcast. While we still have a link for Google podcast, we want to continue to support the legacy, um, the legacy uh, apps, but we want to be able to make sure that no matter what we, we completely lower the barrier to entry so that we get the listener to some sort of 
app that they can subscribe and add to their mobile device quickly. So while I agree that you have to have those two on your website right now, and we're actually covering it with three because with the subscribe and Android being a backup in case they don't have an app, I, you know, I never would have thought in a hundred years when Angelo suggested, Hey, let's make subscribe on email. I said, people are not going to subscribe to podcasts via email. They're not going to sign up. They get an email with the podcast link in it. And boy, was I wrong. Yeah. I can see that being, being a way. Sure. It's huge. It's huge. It's, I mean, hundreds of thousands a day and get notifications via email that there's a new episode out. And then yeah. Stitcher, you know, some people listen to Stitcher, some people listen on Spotify. Yeah. If you want to be simple, yeah, you go ahead and just simplify it and put, you know, just put Apple, I mean, put Apple Podcast and Google Podcast on the page. But I, I'm, uh, I don't but know. Isn't that the same, same concept as just a, just a show newsletter? I mean, it isn't, I mean, I mean, how different is that? I mean, it's probably less content. It's, it's very focused on that specific episode, right? So, and well, no, it's, 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 it's for the whole show when you, yeah, but well, sure. But, but it's probably as new episodes come out that email is sent. Oh yeah. 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 By by email. Yeah. 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 But no, I was just referring back. I'm just like, I'm not, I don't want to pigeonhole. Well, there's a word I haven't used in years. (laughs) I I don't want to pigeonhole listeners into I want to give them options. And plus, to be honest with you, um, I watched, we run heat map, I run heat map um, demos all the time. You know, not all the time, once a year. I'll do a, a load heat map on Geek the Central or New Media Show, and I'll look at where people are going. And invariably, the heat map, obviously, if, if, if you think about this, let's think about the New Media Show site. You know, they come in and, and maybe they look just a little bit at the show notes and scroll. But what we see is this migration immediately to the sidebar. Well, it's so colorful, Todd. I mean, it, well, I mean, it, it, it pulls the eye over there it, it pull, immediately. It pulls them over and it pulls their mouse or their or their finger, you know, depending, depending if they're a tablet. Now, if they're on a mobile phone, the subscribe links are further down the page. But yeah. on a tablet or on a... So we see the, the heat. So people will like, if you have that there in their face and it's on every page, yeah. even non podcast pages, it's on, you know, it, people automatically will come over there and say, Whoa, look, it's got a, this guy's got a podcast. And he says, Oh, I like, I've got an Android device. Clicks mm-hmm. on the Android, you know, doesn't have an app loaded. He gets pushed to Google podcast. It gets loaded. Boom, you know, they're they're in. So whatever I don't care if they say, Oh, I'm on Stitcher or I list on Spotify, you know. And um I, I I'm I maybe I'm gonna disagree with James on this. I, I Well, I think you know, I tend to disagree with him too. I think it's it it he I think he's kind of living somehow in the future. <laughs> I guess he's a radio futurologist, but I mean, it is very likely, Todd, that in the long run, oh, it, that it, could be those two guys could be the biggest players, right? And it's going to make sense to drive everybody over there. But today, and for the next probably the next couple of years, that's not the case, right? Well, um, and, and and unless podcasters wake up, unless they wake up and start promoting 
Google Podcast. I just don't think they will. It's just we we you know I've been okay. So I talk about it. We why talk is about that, it. Though, Todd, what, why do you why do you think that they won't promote Google Podcast? Because I think they just don't think about that. They think about their locked scope locked to iTunes or, or, or to Apple. I I just maybe I'm wrong. But you go listen. Just listen to fifteen shows. Or, well, I mean, I mean, well, Todd. I mean, if you think about it, it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about promoting podcasts um, in the show itself, are you talking about promoting sure, it on the, like sure. on the website sure. or well, in social no, media? B- both, right? both, both. Okay. Because I think that maybe it's time that we kind of not promote distribution platforms. I don't know. I mean, on our in our content, right? Maybe well, it's time to move on from that. Well, you know, but okay, Rob. So think about James's other point. Yeah. All right. What do we have here? On whoops, hang on, wrong button. What do we have here on the front of the page? We have a big play button for video and for the audio. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily promote subscribing on this show because we're podcasters. I don't think you know if people want to subscribe, they know how to get us. Yeah. But on my Geek New Central show. Okay, l- let me let me run you through the script. You know, on every and, and you may getting long. <laughs> That's the problem. Right? You know, and I say, you know, I want to, you know, visit Geek News Central to subscribe to the show in the newsletter, and I go and I go into a little detail on that, and of course, I encourage them to, you know, come to the website and read the content. But I also say. You can watch the show on the Roku via the Tech Podcast channel. You can get the show on the Apple TV. You can get the show on Stitcher. You can get it on Blueberry.com. You can listen on the Amazon Echo, Google Home, or Microsoft Cortana device. You know, I, I tell all these places where they can go. I do this every episode. And I emphasize yeah. to the new listener, because yeah. this is who this is for, the regular yeah. listeners could, they're like, Stop. You're killing yeah, me. Exactly. I've heard and this. I'm, yeah, I'm tired of hearing it, right? But, but it's the new listeners, right? It's for new listeners. To, yeah. Got, yeah. But you got to do it. If you don't, what's the goal? I want them to, okay, listen to an episode or listen to 15 minutes and then come back, uh, you know, a month later and maybe catch another episode. No, that's not the goal. The goal is to subscribe. And people hate that word right now, too. They hate it as much as the word download. Oh, subscribe? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. Now I can see that um, that that's that's likely the case. I think there's a there's a perception that there's a negative connotation to that that somehow it's premium content or something like that. That people, yeah, it's it, but and, it's also a pr- pretty pretty significant commitment too. Right. I mean, what it implies is commitment. Something, but right? that this um, is how we built the space. This is how we've stayed successful. This is how I've had the same sponsor yeah. since 2005. Yeah, no, yeah, agreed. Without subscribers, without people coming in new, key is word there's new. Yeah, you have to have a new influx of people because people churn out of shows. I mean, you have to keep bringing new people into your show all the time because yep. people leave mm-hmm. for whatever. There's a million reasons why people stop listening to a podcast. Yeah. And, and, and they will come back too. And sometimes yeah. it's two or three years later, but yeah, right. well, <laughs> yeah, right. I hear, I get an email every week. Hey, I'm back. 
Glad yeah. to see you're still going. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I get sick and listen to Tony. Now I'm going to listen to Todd. Yeah, right. And when I get sick of listening to Todd, I'm, I'm going to go listen to Tony again, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no. you can lose someone, too, by having a couple of bad shows in a row. So it's, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still bullish. I'm still bullish on subscribe. And I think it's important. Two, two subscribe buttons. Eh, okay, good. And those of you who want to yeah. do that, let me know how that works out. <laughs> but if, if the Apple, if Google Podcast gets to 25, 30, 35, 40% global market share and is added to, you know, 2 million or 200 million or 100 million new listeners, then podcasters start to pay attention. But the only way we get there is if they start promoting it. Yeah. Boggles my mind. It, yeah. Um, I wanted to bring us back to the article um, that James wrote uh, about. I didn't. I tend to agree with kind of the premise of what he's saying. Um, of you know, and Todd, you probably would agree, just based on my knowledge of you, is that that big play button um, is a good concept, right? Well, I don't uh, know about big. You know, well, that it thing doesn't was... have to be that big. Right. I think he's just you know he's driving forth a an analogy that we've said many times on this show, and I know you perpetuated too, is that, you know, that play button to get into the content needs to be right up front, right on your website. And I'm, you do it on the new media show page right there. There's a big player embed right on the front page, right? Well, in every um, episode. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think in concept, that's what he's talking about, right? I mean, it, you know, if you go to your homepage and land on your homepage, I see a lot of podcast websites <laughs> yeah. that you have to get like three pages deep in order to get to a player. And, um, and, and Rob, I'll just say that I'll say straight up how that is. That's stupid. Yeah. But, but it's, it's very common out there. Yeah. I mean, I see it all the time with yep. people because they want to put their visual impression up front. They want to create these experiences on their homepage um, that are very visual and cause that's kind of like web design right mm -hmm. now, right? Gigantic images, mm -hmm. you know, it's a scrollable website. You have to scroll, um, down to get to content. Um, and it's really put, put, um, the focus away from getting into core content quickly. If, and I think that's, that's, that's a problem with a lot of websites today. And, and I laugh when I see that. And we, we do a review as we're, you know, we're get, getting ready. I, I have to have a, and my annual, I do my own little annual stay of the podcast space, looking at websites and everything when we do the podcast awards. And, um, and I have scripts that run and automatically, you know, go through the pages of websites and tell me, you know, we look for specific things. I'm having that code updated because I got to look for Google Podcasts. I have to look for SoundCloud. And, um, but it, it is totally amazing. The, I mean, huge 50, 60%, I think last year, and I, I'll have to pull the dock up, but it was, the, you know, they had no play, they had no player on the front of the website. And those of you that are listening already know this, and we're preaching to the choir here, but you guys that are listening to this need to help us make podcasters understand go and it's a simple very very simple exercise if you have google analytics set up on your website which you should 
or stat counter or yeah. w- site meter or whatever yeah, you're using. Sure. So in, 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 all your hosting providers will provide some um, stat counter. You know, for our mm-hmm. customers, they can run Google Analytics. And But anyway, lo- just go look at the bounce rate from the front page and how long you have. You know, even it's huge, you know, even at Geek News Central and I work extremely hard on not letting them leave. I don't want them to leave within three seconds. Um, So I have like over the years, I've built my time on page um, metric a lot. So as example, there's. 25 to 30 percent of the people that come to the homepage of Geek News Central that stay for 20 to 25 minutes. Now, that's huge. It's huge. It mm-hmm. started off with like five percent or 10 percent stayed for 25 or 30 minutes. Well, because what that means is you've you've hooked them, you've connected with them, yes. and they're listening to content. That's right. Or they're reading they're content on that page. Right. Yeah, or- they're sitting on that page for an extended period of time. But still, means. 60% of those folks are gone within 15 seconds or, you know, mm-hmm. in a higher percentage are gone within, you know, they, they do a Google search, they land on a landing page, they scan it, no, it doesn't have the information I need, bam, they're gone. The tab is either closed or they're, they're backed up to another web page. And yeah. it's huge. And so... That's why I keep saying you've got lit. And so what I truly in my gosh, in my ecosystem, my heart, I truly believe that I I make it obnoxious. You know, look, just Rob, you know, just just look. Let's 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 again look at the new media show when yeah. they when they come to the website. Apple Podcasts, Android, email, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, RSS. Oh, it's there. And I got the player. And underneath the player, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Android, email, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, RSS. Underneath the audio player, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Android, email. So, you know, give them like 10 ways to Sunday to subscribe to the show. And guess what? Two, three percent do that would not have otherwise. Yeah. And that list of uh, what you have there, Todd, appears to me to be really kind of a prioritized top to bottom um, based on your perception or your understanding of the data in in the podcast area. There's a little bit of future projection going on there around uh, your thoughts on Google Podcasts over Spotify, it looks like. Well, um, we just yeah. didn't have it. We just didn't have a meeting on where it was going to fall out in the stack. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, somebody decided that that uh, Google Podcasts was more important than Stitcher and more important than Spotify at this point. So, yeah. So, and you know, and people say, "Why are those buttons so big?" Well, those buttons are designed so that when someone on a mobile device touches it with a finger, it works. <laughs> That's right. That's they great. don't have to hunt and pack five times. I don't like them that big. <laughs> you know, yeah. don't, but we designed that so the mobile user could click on that. You yeah. know, so when I go to people's sites, I can't even find, I, first of all, I can't even find Apple Podcasts. <laughs> you know, and, and, and there's no player on the front page, and there's a, a link at the top that says podcast. 
you know, 99% of listeners never, never get to that page. Or no, 99% of website visitors, if you've got them there via Google, never touch that. Isn't that the most insane, absolutely insane thing you can think? Think about that. You're giving up, you're, you're getting one of a hundred conversions <laughs> just yeah, to get right. to the next page, not to even subscribe. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's some, that, that usually happens if somebody samples the content on the page, right? Right. And they say, I'm going to subscribe to it. And then they immediately look over to your column there and say, okay, I've got Spotify loaded on my machine. Let me subscribe to that on Spotify. So it, that's the yeah. that's, that's that's the decision path, and people look at websites from left to right. So that's why content is presented on the left side of the screen. Back in the early days of the web, let's let's talk about this. Um, websites were designed with navigation columns on the left. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, back I do. In the early days of mm-hmm. the web, and what people um, did was uh, there was research companies that would go out and do eye tracking research, right? And there is methodology in the the web page designs that are out there right now, at least in the more traditional designs like what you have. I mean, if you look at a lot of websites today, they're, they're, they're very it's that scrollable mm-hmm. thing, right, going on. But more traditional designs, um, why we put images to the left in the left column there, which is what I mean, if you pull up on the screen there, Todd, is because your eye immediately goes – it's almost like your eye is like a typewriter, right? So your eye oh, we, we go, read, goes, go, goes to the left, right? We, we read right to left. I mean, left to yeah. right. Sorry. Left to right. So your eye goes up to an image, right? Your eye's attracted to the new media show image. And then you scan to the right. And you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then you get down to the, the video. You, maybe you sample the video. And then if you like what you see, then you go to the right, which is part of your natural inclination and look at the column. And that's why the columns were put on the right is based on eye tracking research. So, so. you know, and, and I could put the video at the top of the article. I could put the player at the top so people didn't yeah. have to scroll, but I've sure. also got my page crunched up here a little bit for the online show. So it wouldn't look so weird. So, you know, you have to look at your, and that's another thing you look at the, you go to your Google analytics page and you look at the, Okay, what are people coming to my website with? What mm-hmm. what what display size? Are they coming at 1920 by 1080? Are they coming with a 4K page? Are they coming in with a 2K browser? What are they? And you should look at your website in those resolutions to see what's above the fold. Because again, in 99% of most podcasters' site, they'll never scroll down a centimeter. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of research now. And I had this argument with the speaker team too, at one point uh, around um, scrollable websites, right? This concept of having these gigantic images at the top of websites. And then um, don't be scared of encouraging your, your visitors to scroll, right? Cause it's, it's cool now, Todd, to yes. scroll. Well, right. You know, that's, that's the thing because a lot of people are looking at this stuff on mobile browsers, right? Mm -hmm. So scrolling is part of the reality, right? Because if you, Todd, if you pull your website over, um, to be more thin, right? Yeah. More like a mobile browser. Right, right. right. So let me 
Wait, we'll do that. We'll shrink it the, here. The page will kind of reset, right? It's yeah. gonna it's gonna reset to a to a more vertical orientation. If you have a if your website supports this, I mean, a lot of podcasters are right. not even supporting this. It's called responsive design. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is how it will stack out in the mobile browser. That's right. And if you scroll up on that, you can kind of see that it, it basically creates like a ladder effect of mm -hmm. the content, right? Yep. So you, you, as you scroll down, you get to the content that oftentimes is on the right, but it's further down the down the page. Yep. So these you, are basic concepts now that are that are driving um, website usage today. So in in I think we all now if you don't have a responsive design website, then you're really screwed because you're not mobile ready. But mm -hmm. you know I think that everything you're saying here, Rob, is important. Now if if you look at what we did at Blueberry, what did we do up there? We've completely we don't have a big header, you know, we don't because we understand people are coming to the website in a mobile and we want to get them front loaded as much as possible to getting to the content and getting to our services fast. And, you know, this site is designed in that single, you know, that single layer. It doesn't have a sidebar. Um, but again, how did we come up with that? Well, <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the marketing company, you know, that said, hey, we've, you know, we've done heat map, uh, looks at your web page, uh, A-B testing, and this is yeah. what's working the best. And, well, uh, and this, is part, this is part of the reason why we have a lot of the kind of website designs we have today that are scrollable by design, right? And it's because most people are looking at this stuff on mobile browsers mm -hmm. now. And so, you know, what we're seeing here is the, these mobile response websites, um, you know, how we have our, our websites designed like mine and, and, and yours here is a more traditional website design. It's, it's not this kind of scrollable right, by design right. website. And, but the concepts are the same, right? So uh, what you're experiencing here is, is just a little bit different orientation to getting into the content. I think what what the more traditional designs enables you to do is get into the content quicker and get it to listening and reading content quicker where these, these scrollable design websites uh, tend to be much more visual. And they're visual, um, but is it driving subscribers? Yeah. Or is it driving <laughs> um, deep connections quickly with content? So could you be losing a lot of visitors uh, right away because they're not able to get to what they're looking for quickly. Oh, I think I, and I know that answer already. I know. Yeah. And, and I, and you think, you know, I talked, you talked about this so many times on this show, but it, it's one of the reasons why, you know, the podcast is here on, on not having success pushing buttons this morning. So, you know, here's the last episode I did. I talked about the Nintendo NES Classic and about 50 other things. But right below that is a non-podcast article, mm -hmm. you know. And I pay a lot. Of, I pay my writers a bunch of money every month to write content, mm -hmm. you know. And there's usually three or four articles in between. So there was three articles in between the shows. So about an article a day. And here's episode 1297 that was happening on Monday. So 
what's the reason for this? Um, the reason is, is that I play on the margins. I play on the margins of the search results of people coming back to the website that subscribe to the show. <laughs> you know, this is how I get new listeners. Yeah. You know. It's all done done for purpose, right? And, it, it's the, all, and it's, again, yeah. it's on the margins. It's one, two, three percent. Mm-hmm. But if you take one, two, three percent of 40 to 200,000 Google hits a day, that's new listeners. <laughs> you're going to keep growing. Right. Keep, keep, keep online. It may not be extremely well, it's, fast, it's like, but, you're, but you're in here for the long run, it, right? It's like <laughs> this. It's, you've got this body of listeners yeah. that move with you, and it's, it's this sphere of influence. you get got some that are rolling off the, the, the left. They're, they're, they're going away they're for a couple off. of years. Yeah. And you got the new people coming on, and hopefully that sphere continues to grow. And what I find is that, yes, the show does grow, but it's taken 13 years to grow it to where it is now, where the body's a pretty big base, you know? And how did I get them in? Well, the majority of them came in because they landed on the website and they said, uh uh-huh. So I, I just crack up. People say, I don't need a website. <laughs> right on. More listeners for me. <laughs> <laughs> And Todd, why why do all those those core um, podcast uh, listeners stay with you over ten year period of time? Have you been able to identify what the core reasons they come, for that is? They come for me. They don't come for the content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they come for my quirkiness, how I destroy the English language, how I don't edit. <laughs> you so know, you basically built a core base of um, friends. Yeah. That's kind of what it comes down to. And that's why I we think. spend 10 minutes at the beginning of the show just talking about non-tech stuff. Well, it's the Ohana, right? That, right. That's your, right. That's always been your kind of your your connection with and, your and, audience. And when people say, oh, I hate that, I said, well, you're not a, li- you're not a, you're not, go find another show. <laughs> you know, I love you, but, yeah. you know, go find another show that doesn't get personal yeah and and rob i you know you and i jumped into the content we just jump in with both feet you know and that's probably what people like about this show but you know we don't need to be you know our personalities and our personal stuff comes out throughout and it's our own way of doing it but i I don't know you know going back to the core of this where james said just have a play button and two subscribe buttons I, 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 I don't know if I made this up or if someone else did. I've said for many, many years, I don't care how they listen, as long as they listen. I don't care where they listen. Yeah. Okay. If they find you on, find my show on Spreaker, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, who cares? I, I don't, yeah, I don't think either one of us have this perception that we want to um, control people's choices. And no. I think that's, that, that's the other part of it that, that that's a little different, you know, and I, and not to be any kind of disparaging against James at all here, but I think he does come from more of a perspective of radio and radio has been about kind of exclusive and singular choices. And, and that could be, was, uh, was he partially not where that's coming from? Was he not trying to ease and less options mean less confusion? Yeah, I think that's, that's at the core. And I think that is a good goal. But I don't. I, I just don't think it's the reality of the marketplace today, and I I just don't see shows uh, move in that direction 
um, yet. Maybe that's what the future looks like, Todd. I don't know. Maybe, maybe as this medium develops, Apple and Google dominate, right? And it's going to make sense to just promote those two guys. But I think in, if that's going to happen, that's going to happen two or three years from now. Yeah. And, and everyone's quiet in Facebook. Daniel has made some comments. Brian gave us a thumbs up. Are we preaching to the choir here? Well, we're not being too controversial, are we? Uh, well, we <laughs> no. But you know, I it, it's I, I get frustrated because I I promoted this concept for many many years, and I've taken a badgering for it in, in from time to time, and. Uh, But it's frustrating. I get very, very frustrated. And it's it's definitely around the... Po- and by the way, podcast word nominations are going on. There's a pitch um, at podcastwords.com. It, it, when I start doing this heavy, deep dive annually into show pages, I, I, I get frustrated. I, I really, really do. We're, we are our own worst enemies. You know, it's, 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 it's like we've had, I was looking at some of the shows that submitted and, you know, I, I can see where the nomination totals are going and I'm, I'm going over to pages where podcasters are, um, getting some engagement and looking and I'm, and I, I know where the trends lay, but it's, um, there's a lot of, a lot of room for growth. I mean, it's, but yet, um, you know, people are, I don't need a website. I just want to do a show. And again, that's cool, you know, but, um, it's just something that people are going to have to look at. So what's your goals? What's your business goals? What's your show goals? For me, I feed my family from my show. You know, most people don't know that. So it's, uh, for me, <laughs> it's pretty important. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. I've been also, I've been taught, I've been, I saw this article that came out on, on medium talking about, you know, basically how to attract more listeners to your podcast. And I think that this is kind of like a, the new hot topic, right. In the podcasting space. And, and we've talked about this a lot. Um, with the growth of content, right? We there, there's a lot of pressure on us, and I'm feeling it in in in, in my um, job and in my platform every day, working with content providers. Everybody wants to grow audience, mm-hmm. right? There's there, there's nothing really new about that. Yeah. Um, but what I see is a lot of talk about growing audience, but it's 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 really. Um, it's almost like none of the shows want want to share what really works. <clears throat> they always talk about this concept on the on the 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 edges of the topic, right? Oh, I built my show on social media. I did you know this and that, and but I have heard this topic. You know, I did add you know I did promo swaps or there was all these kind of you know the, the, these core things, and I. But I have heard Todd, and and I don't know if you're hearing this too, but more and more shows are starting to buy ads in social platforms. Are you seeing, are you having any evidence that 
that is a smart strategy going forward? I'll be very honest. That's never a strategy that I've employed for a mm-hmm. podcast, so I, I can't answer to it. But if people are finding success with it, you know, you can, <laughs> I run Facebook ads for, I do um, the majority of the boosted posts for Blueberry. Um, if one of my team members writes one and I'll go in and look at it and I'll boost it and, you know, I'll throw a hundred dollars budget on yeah. it for seven days mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, my Facebook marketing budget is pretty big. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. in, in the scheme of things as a business, as yeah. a podcaster, if I was to, and I look at the results I get from that, you know, you're going to be paying dollars to gain a new listener. You know, what's a, what's a, what's a listener worth? You know, if you do the conversion, if you're, let's, let's say it costs you, let's say you spend a thousand bucks and it costs you $2 and 13 cents to get a new listener. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you realize that an advertiser is only going to pay, you know, how much are they going to pay for to reach a thousand listeners? I, I it's, it's a, Unless you've got deep pockets. You're talking pennies. Right. Of return. Of You're talking yeah. about pennies of return for getting that. Dollars spent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, I don't know. You know, if, you, if you've got uh, VC and you've got money to burn or you've got uh, uh, a, rich, uh, a rich supporter, I I think for the 99% of podcasters out there doing an ad buy is not, you know, they're already paying a hosting bill. They're paying for their website. They're paying for their domain name. You know, it's, they've got these expenses and they've got time. They're not going to, I think the majority of podcasters will never write a check to advertise on social media, maybe around a special event. I've advertised around special events. I have my 1300th yeah. episodes coming up. I won't, I won't spend advertising dollars, but I'll be promoting it all next mm-hmm. week. Um, but it's clear that uh, Twitter and Facebook and these platforms are, are more and more um, restricting organic access to audience. Um, oh, absolutely. Putting it, putting it more and more behind paywalls. Well, right? and, and Rob, so, You're on yeah. their platform. They want you to see the content they want you to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So case in point, back and forth, same thing the YouTube folks found out. YouTube controls the ecosystem. They're going to pay who they want to pay. Yeah. You don't own that. So it, so it gets back to, you know, do you play into their game or do you figure out another way? Well, to, to reach people, and I, and I'll, some of these more traditional marketing practices that have been around podcasting for years and years, like newsletters and email and um, those type of things, organic search, those are the cost-effective methods of uh, reaching audience. Well, they're free. Um, they're free. Yeah, exactly, free, not paid. Right. It used to be in the early days of social media that you could get a lot of organic connections with audience on social media. But I think those days are uh, slowly kind of slipping away. There's a lot of noise. So you got to break through the noise. I mean, I, again, you know, my 
uh, my I just you know podcast movements coming up here. I'm doing a repeat of the social media strategies, a deeper dive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the only way, but it's Todd's way. And if yep. you're coming to podcast movement and you haven't heard this this piece before, I encourage you to come to my session on Thursday. Yep. So, you know, I got to talk. It's uh, I'm going to be talking fast. <laughs> got a lot of ground to cover. <laughs> <laughs> they are short sessions, right? And they're actually saying that you actually o- only have 30 minutes to present your content because you have to have 15 for questions. Right? No, I'm going to have five minutes for questions because I don't have, I can't do her in 30. <laughs> it's no way. It's like, okay, I get that 30 minutes. Okay, folks, the rest of this is on YouTube. That's right. It's going to be in shorthand. <laughs> you know, so, you know. And this is why, and I'm actually considering this, Rob. I'm actually considering, I think I told you this before, doing a, like a, a mini boot camp where people would pay to come into it and I would do like a three-day deal. Because this can't be taught in, in 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 14 years of shit locked up in my head, you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, right. And, you know, yeah. and, and, and I think too is, we, you know, we're old curmudgeons here, so we want to be open to what these these folks are talking about you know i want to listen to what they have to say and yeah. what they're doing and how they're finding success because i'll adopt and you know adapt and adopt <laughs> you know what they're doing for my own benefit but uh that's yeah. why we go to these events right well and some are saying that the a great way to promote your podcast is do facebook live instagram live snapchat th- these other platforms um, because those platforms are tending to promote those more organically to listeners because they're a priority in the marketing side of their company. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so those are, you know, you do have to play at the edges here of, of, um, where, where the priorities of these platforms are. Um, and that's, you know, and if you, I don't know if, if many of the people that listen to this follow a guy, a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk, but, um, <laughs> His whole deal is finding social platforms and working with them that are cost effective to work with. I mean, wh- you know, where's the cheapest place to gain audience, right? Um, you know, and he's he's creating video content. Is he's found that to be the cheapest way? Um, and all all these, you know, like I just said, Facebook Live, what we're doing with this show, Instagram Live, Snapchat, but those Rob- are. Those are the cheapest ways right now. Gary V has a sound man and a cameraman that follow him around. I know around. he does. I know he does, Todd. <laughs> if you and I had that kind of budget, we, you know, we could be in your face and. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely, but you got to do the grind. You got to do the grind. But I do agree with, with many of the things that he, he says about what's going on in the space. Um, I mean, of, of audience building yeah. in this, in this medium. Um, and then just generally out there as you're not just podcasting, but just building influence and building connections with, with people trying to focus on being early to, to platforms that are, that are cheap, um, but reaching people. So you're basically living at the, the, the edge not in the mainstream is t- typically we're in, and as we both know, the, the edge can cut both ways on you. Yeah. 
you know, one thing that I'm looking at is we, um, we were well established with the consumer electronics show in a broadcast location that was good. Mm-hmm. We moved to Sands where all the startups were and in basically had to, we're now in the new pecking order of, you know, getting access to space. And I, I tried to make the immediate jump from the studio to a platform at, um, and those platforms are heavily competed for, and I just don't have enough time at Sands to get the premium platform where I want to be. Matter of fact, they've got me, they sent me the drawing of where they're think they can put me on a platform and I'm probably going to be going back to them and declining and going back to the broadcast studio, at least for one more year. Um, just because, um, I want to be in that building and it's where the value for my audience is. And, uh, we're going to, I'm going to ask for some, something special in regards to that. So maybe I can get a little more of what I want without getting the whole enchilada mm-hmm. minus the platform. So, um, been really been struggling with it because, you know, and then I thought, well, maybe it just won't do live again this year at CES. But then I, I think about that from a strategic standpoint and I have to eat my own words. I'm, you know, I'm in the shower and I'm like, you know, I'm cussing at myself. How, why would you even consider not doing broadcast again? Um, it's what, drives a huge surge for my and other shows that participates subscriber numbers. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 yeah, we're producing content, but it's this great marketing thing. And I'm thinking to myself, why, why would you kill the golden goose that's giving you the golden egg? So, you know, I had to just, you know, punch myself in the face saying, you know, spend the money. Um, and it's a big check to write every year. Um, believe me, it's a big check. You know, I'm, I'm talking like twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars to do this event, and um, and I, I write. Blueberry doesn't write the check. Raw voice, I write that check. Um, you know, and uh, so, but I've learned over the years the value it brings back to me over the lifetime of the content, and um, you know, the content gets fifty, sixty million views every year. So that's not podcast audience, but in every video that I'm in, guess what I'm promoting? The show. So there's lots of ways to build and promote shows. And even as a content creator, I'm looking at, you know, trying to be more creative, getting more exposure, doing all these things that are required to build an audience. And, um, well, you're doing content marketing. That's right. Yeah. Right. So, and you develop the relationships with vendors and, you know, that helps too from a sponsorship and, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you look at, you know, the relationship I have with GoPro. Um, it waned for a couple of years, but, uh, you know, I went into GoPro when they had a 20 by 20 booth and mm-hmm. sat down with the CEO and was one of two companies to give them an interview that year. You know, yeah. look where they're at now. You can't even, you, you, you get held up by the, the the media police you know and um so it's it's um there's opportunity and there's gold to be mined no matter what content you have you just gotta figure out where to go get it 
Speaking of uh, Vegas in the Las Vegas Convention Center, um, I, I don't oh. know if you saw the email this y- week yes, from the I... AAB that we have now moved the podcast pavilion to the Central Hall. Yes, indeed. And I, I like our positioning a lot better. <laughs> um, yes, Mackenzie sent me, they had uh, contacted her, and uh, I'm looking. So can I show the floor plan legally? Probably. I can't imagine. It's. I mean, it sounds like it's. It's been confirmed. Yeah. Let me see if I can load. Can I get this any bigger? Okay. So. Let me, now the, oh, I'm the on the. Email, <clears throat> the email I got from them was a little confusing, but um, about what floor plan they're actually specifically looking for. It looks like they took uh, last year's floor plan and just transplanted it mm-hmm. into the central hall. Um, that's what it looks like. So I have asked Rob for 3033. Oh, or Sylvester. Yeah. That's what I've asked him for. Was that, that location and then Libsyn gets first choice cause they do both shows. They do New York and Vegas. So they got a pecking order on booth pick. Oh, let me, here, let me bring this up. Um, and then I'm basically, I asked for the booth on the opposite end. And they're 12 by 12s. No, are they 12 by 12s or 10 by 10s? Uh, they're all 10 by 10s. They're 10 by 10s. So I don't know. I, I don't it know where they be 10 by 10s. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't buy another banner. Whole back wall uh, banner, right? You don't want to have to get, I don't even think they, they make 12 by 12s. So. Yeah. So I was going to load the you know, load the whole map and see who's around because here's the, here is the, the concern. You see, here's a 30 foot booth, a 20 foot booth, a 20 foot booth, a 20 foot booth. We're surrounded by a 50 by a 20, a big, a big runway. So the, you know, there's probably, uh, you know, that red runway is probably a good main thoroughfare. So yeah, I think that's a main walkway, right? Yes. Yeah, but you're going to be to the your booth is going to be aligned. So those booths may not be bad either. The 2634, 2633. And then but, you know, if they get into the middle of the thing, I, I don't know. It's, you know, booth picking is a is a science. But the the problem I have or not the problem, the risk you run is what if that 50 by 50 has got a wall? What if there's yeah. a big wall there? You so the guy in twenty six thirty four he's screwed, <laughs> you know literally he's screwed because that is uh you know it it's just not you don't have much you're only going to see the booth as you walk up upon it so um but if, if if there's it's open though, if it's open it's it's a winner yeah. a winner yeah, winner right. chicken dinner yeah you. Yeah, right. <laughs> You just, so I was going to go look at the booths. And so I've got so much time at these trade shows. I almost know what the vendors booths do. And you go Google them and you look for their prior year pictures. <laughs> I'm right. giving away all kinds of secrets here. You know, go and you go look at the, find their booth pictures and say, okay, they, they don't have walls. I'm good. <laughs> or they do have walls and you go, Shoot, you know, um, there's so much strategy that goes into work in these trade shows right yeah because it's, I mean, it's always a race to pick the right locations <laughs> right. Yeah. and i was you know i was in the booth picking on like uh, friday at nab at like two o'clock in the afternoon so my priority was 
caca. <laughs> and uh, you know, you just like, oh man. And you, well, you know, I don't like. I don't like necessarily the way that NAB says, well, you get this booth location. <laughs> well, you Which get is kind of, kind of what they did to us to some degree. Well, I kind of, I was told to in this instance, and I said, okay, I'll, but you can tell them if you want a different booth, tell them you want a oh, different yeah. number. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did, but it's just <laughs> a matter of, but this is the one that we've allocated to you, right? Well, you know, it's all about the ranking order, you know, and it's, I hate to say it, it's, it's who has, it's all a point system on who gets what. It's, you know, it's fair. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It's fair. And I guess podcast movement does that as well, so. Yeah, to it, and I, they've, they don't have a written policy on this, but, um. It's based on levels of sponsorship. Yeah, and, and all that. Yeah. How many years you've been yep. exhibiting and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, you know, Rob, what you have to do is you have to go to the New York show and then, you know, I, 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 I think we're going to. So. Oh, then you'll have a higher pecking order yeah. <laughs> in, in the following year, you know? Yeah. Well, cause we have a, an office in New York now. So oh, that makes sense. So. But yeah, yeah, so this is awesome though, folks, because we're going to Central. Yes, this is going to be a lot more traffic. Yeah, it's huge. Plus, plus we're also along a, a, a walkway, pathway. Yeah. Which so, will give a lot more visibility to the... So let the me, pavilion. let me, okay, so now I can give you a little more info. I just loaded the map. They provide the link. That was dumb. So I can't tell you how good of a location this is. This, this is amazing. So what we have here is, and I really can't have a pointer, but if you look at the, if people are watching the show in the bottom left-hand corner, where it first comes in, does this first indent where there is, um, where there's bathrooms, there's actually, this is the ingress point from the stairwell. This is where people come in and, um, so who's around us? The Academy Broadcast of Science. Uh, who else? Comrex. State Logic, FEMA, Shutterstock. I uh, thought that all, all the audio folks were going to be around us. Yeah, this, this is, a, look, these people are all, a lot of these are audio vendors. Okay. They have the high-end gear. Comrex. Comrex is, Comrex. is yeah. huge. That's an open booth. I'm almost sure the Academy of Broadcast Science will be an open booth. Um, most of these booths in this area are open. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to, I don't think you're going to, because the big walls start down here by Canon and, you know, this yeah. is the big yeah. separating line. The, I can't tell you how good the traffic to this is going to be 10 times, 10, 10, 10 times what we received at, uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, so Todd, where's that, that, that main entrance door? Is it off to the left there? There's doors. Um, well, they funnel you, um, because of security. There's okay. The, Central lobby is right back there. Okay. Right. Okay, but, but, yeah. but Rob, the people flow, they come from, uh, South. This bottom left-hand corner is where they funnel in. They funnel in and cross over. I can't tell you this is this is like 
Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. This is, this is a great location. Yeah. Really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's certainly better than the South Hall Upper. <laughs> right. In an island, right? Now. Right, on the side of, uh, past the drop down. Yeah, this is much better. Shutterstock is here. Yeah, this is all, now I th- this is all now good. I- now I thought that the NAB was going to have um, like a like a pavilion presentation stage. Well, they say sort. NAB maybe hold. That's it right maybe there. this is it. Maybe that's it there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and they're they've they've expanded. They think we're going to have more numbers this year. Um. So I, yeah, this is this is big. I'm very, 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 very pleased. I might actually go spend more money. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I might spend more money because it's uh, um, yeah. this is a great location. It takes years to get to this spot in the hall. And it has taken us years to get well, that spot Well, in the hall. no, no, yeah. no. You could exhibit by yourself and take 10 years to get into this section. Oh yeah, as far as that goes. But right. being a part of a part of a pavilion kind of is like a like a, a one step advanced into that process, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So if, if if you can be linked up with a pavilion that has yep. content in it, then yeah, you're at a whole different level. See, right here. Granted, I mean, Todd, we still can't be members of the NAB. That's that's right. the other part. That's you know. I don't know that we want to be, but <laughs> so that's right, a whole other conversation. So but, right yeah. here is PTZ Optics. I got a PTZ Optics camera right there, right, right on this, uh, right here in my studio. Yeah. Um, let's see. Can I find out where, where Live View is? Vimo, DGI. Oh, this. See, this is this is. We're not close to the live, uh, folks. The live folks there in the in the next. They're in North. I thought that the, yeah, not I thought North. That they were in the North Hall. Yeah. 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 Well, they're not North. They're, yeah, they may, yeah, they are in North. Yeah. I thought they were all in North Hall. Because I think, if I remember right, Sony's back here. See, Sony's back here in the left. Yeah. This is interesting. Uh, Panasonic used to have this entire wall. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we're right here, Sharp, you know. Panasonic, Bolin, Pelican. This is, I mean, this is, this is effing fantastic. DGI, because everyone's going to be coming off the, coming from central or south, I mean, and they're going to, they're going to flow through to get to DGI and TVU and Vimo and all those names that we know. See, here's a bunch of live streaming folks. So, yeah, this is jackpot. So I know that we're kind of got off topic here, but um, well, and I think that there's some other changes coming on the content side, which are going to be good as well. I, I don't know that I can uh, mention what's going on with that, but um, I think on the content side, at panels and discussions about podcasting at the NAB is going to be much better this year. Are we going to have it? Year. Is it going to be entirely in our own little area? No, well, they're still going to have that track up at the, you know, parallel with the radio stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So they're still going to be, you know, in that central hall, main central hall, um, second floor where we've done it in the past. Yeah. It's going to be up there, but, um, who's running that from a content perspective or who's leading that is going to be different this year. Oh, I, yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know that I can say that yet. Yeah. I don't know either. So, but it's good. It's good news. Yeah. Uh, we've been at this an hour 20 and we've covered a lot of stuff. So what, what do you think uh, for podcast movement? I, I looked at my session. I'm Thursday before lunch. So I'm in a pretty good spot. I looked at the lineup of people that were head to head with me and wasn't too bad. Um, and I think that the state of podcasting panel that we're doing together doesn't, <clears throat> doesn't have a lot of big competition to it either. Okay. I don't, I, I don't believe I, I think there is another panel that could be a little bit of a competition to us, but. I think it's going to be a well well attended um, session. I think would be my guess. All right. So, so going to be a good week. Lots of it's a big family reunion, of course, for podcasters. I have you got a number? Did Dan give you a number? What the registration's at? I did hear that he's within a hundred um, tickets of uh, sellout. And what was the sellout number? It's over two thousand. I know that. Wow. Wow. Well. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't heard the, the latest. I mean, I tried to get Dan on the show, Dan Franks. Yeah. From podcast movement today. And, but he was, he was busy getting things shipped up to Philadelphia. So he couldn't come on, but, yeah. um, I can't imagine. Anyway, Maybe we can get him on next week for an early new media show, like on Friday or something. Okay. Just keep me advised. Okay. Well, I, I am uh, I'm excited about uh, getting out to Philly and uh, and meeting lots of new podcasters and the East Coast crowd and it should be fun. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been to, to Philly in, who man, many years. I have to go get me a cheesesteak, of course. I'm going to do that on uh, Monday. How about you? Are you going to get in early enough to go get a cheese day? I'm flying in on the 22nd. So I, I, I get in um, about one o'clock in the afternoon. So on the 22nd. On the 22nd. I get in on the 22nd too in the afternoon. So maybe we can go get a cheese steak on Sunday, All uh, right. Sunday awesome. night. So the, okay. I'm sure we got some audience members, which there's like two places to go, right? That they can, well, that are famous, that compete against each other. Usually those end up being overrated. So anyone that's from yeah. Philly, where, where should we go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that the last time I was back there, um, Dave Jackson and I went out for Philly cheesesteaks together in downtown Philly because I mean, we both went to, um, uh, was it the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference uh-huh. back there, which was in Philadelphia as well. That was a couple of years ago now, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Dave and I went out and did the same thing together one time. Uh, yeah. Rick says, I've been to Philly a lot. You're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I wouldn't say that the Philly cheesesteak was, um, too o- overwhelming, too overwhelmingly wonderful. Yeah. Nick was, says, try the, okay. Rick says, try the nifty 50. <laughs> Tim, what day do you get in? Are you coming in? So just everyone in the chat's weighing in here. Well, of course, a, every, everybody wants to talk about the Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah. 
I don't want to talk about podcasts. You know, the last time I, to be honest with you, the last time I've been in Philadelphia was 19, oh my God, I'm dating myself, 96. Mm, yeah, wow. I haven't been there in 22 years. I went, when I lived in uh, Southern Maryland, we drove up one, just specifically, we drove up to Philly to get cheesesteaks. That's all we did. Went up and got cheesesteaks. And then, I don't know, we looked around a little bit and drove back. <laughs> oh, so Tim gets in on 22nd too. Daniel gets in on Sunday morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm flying the mid, well, semi-red eye, but I do have a first class seat. I do have a lay down dealio. So it's going to be two beers and a sleeping pill. <laughs> and if there's any doctors listening, I know, but bite me. It's not good for your heart, Todd. <laughs> it's because the flight leaves at like two o'clock in the afternoon. So, you know, and it's like a 10 hour haul to Chicago. And then, uh, so I, I've got to sleep on that flight, you know, so. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> well, I'll be a zombie and it's all right. We get, Monday's kind of like an easy day for us. The only other thing I wanted to mention too on on the show before we're done is that uh, the IAB announced uh, new measurement standards for Australia yeah. of all places. And I think this is really kind of odd if you want my honest opinion. Well, <laughs> here, let me just, mm, I can't say. Um, there, was, know, there, was, there was guidance given. Well, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. There was in, we, input yeah. given. <laughs> this is a global medium. Uh-huh. Why are we having different standards for countries? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. It shouldn't well, matter. It's not that much different, but they didn't have some an interesting additional statement, um, which wasn't necessarily bad. Um, I mean, I'm sure that they have still the core components of the IEB metric standard that came out of the the, the U.S.-based working group, but um, I don't know. So as far as your understanding, what is the slight difference? It's the, in, I think uh, it was in the article. Someone had an article where they reviewed it. There was, it was just, there was one piece, I think that was a little more stricter, which in my opinion was okay, because they. Uh, uh, I, it says something about no preloads. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, well, no preloads aren't allowed anyway, aren't to be allowed yeah, to be counted. It's a download threshold levels to count as playable downloads um, of podcast episodes. One minute of the show must be acquired by the listener. And I believe that is the same as the USIEB. I think it's a little mm-hmm. further down if you're looking at, I think there's a distinction in the maybe the 24-hour window. Oh, no, it's something yeah. to do with the role. With the window. Oh, rolling windows. Right, right. Well, the IEB 2.0 yeah. does recognize the validity of rolling windows, which would, I don't know, would initiate a 24-hour non-duplicated window per IP, mm-hmm. which um, starts at the first request. For, ex- for example, if someone downloads your show at, at 11 p.m. and you eat the service here with switches over at midnight, and another IP comes in at 0030 and yeah. downloads it again, that would be a two, whereas if it was a rolling window, it would be a one. But let me just preface, they haven't done yeah, this. That makes sense. Yeah. But, but they haven't done the science. If they do the science and actually look at the data, actually really run the data and see how many times an actual unique IP comes back a second time, 
ever in the first place, they would not even, this is mute point. Two, three percent, less than two, three percent of uh, unique IPs are seen a second time on a same episode. Two or three percent. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that the Rain newsletter put a little editorial comment into their their article coverage of this, where they 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 state in here um, a twenty four hour window for IP filtering may undercount yeah. legitimate downloads by two or three <laughs> percent. Yeah. yeah, if they if they do the science, the problem is they someone is not doing the science. Or maybe they don't have enough big enough base of data to do the science. It's not difficult. Mean, this is, I mean, this is any podcaster can run this. I, okay, so I what mean, three percent, Todd, isn't isn't worth um, fretting over or fighting over, right? Mm-hmm. It's just not. So the bigger picture of things. So any podcaster that self hosts, download your log files, learn how your unique IPs come in. Learn that there's going to be a batch of them when it first shows up because there's going to be, is the way the media is served in chunks. And then once you get past that batch, then look for that IP again for that same episode within the lifetime of the account. And you're, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'll leave it at that. This is, this is not rocket scientists. Uh, uh, first year, and, and someone that knows how to read a log file and has a, yeah. a simple filter search on can can do this test it's not hard it does seem to me like a rolling window makes more sense to me than it does a a fixed for two uh, or three percent time time window though for two or three percent i guess we have to come down somewhere right yeah i'm gonna just tell you rolling windows are harder that's why most don't do it yeah, it is. I mean, I yeah. can see it being being a little bit more complex on the code. Oh yeah, not a yeah. not a little, a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that does that does make sense because that means that you're counting on an individual IP basis, where where if it's a, um, a fixed uh, time window, you can just rely on the server clock. Rob, if it was a factor, I would have already been on rolling. If it was a, fr- yeah. a factor worth worrying about, I would I would already be unrolling. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. undercount and cost podcasters five, ten, fifteen percent of their audience. You know, seeing an IP a third time is you know less than a half of one percent. Yeah, and I think we are giving podcasters a huge haircut on this anyway. Um, you know, that's the part. <laughs> you know. a huge haircut by the twenty four hour yeah. window. Yeah. No, or or it's reality. Well, first, well, it depends. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. I'm just telling you, compared to some platforms out there, <laughs> it's a huge haircut because I I experience this every uh, probably every week, right? Some shows moving from certain <laughs> other platforms coming over to one that's supporting IEB metric standards, right? And some of these platforms are actually on the IEB committee, right? <laughs> so so I actually will I keep an eye out on the when someone says I'm migrating from so-and-so to so-and-so and I'll just send them a preemptive email. I'm like, by the way, just stand by for sticker shock on your stats and they'll get yeah. this, they'll get this response. Why? I said, expect a 25 to 30% drop. Oh, sometimes it's more than that. Well, I know, I know. 
I know. Sometimes it's a lot more than that. You know? It depends on how, how <laughs> that show is being consumed, right? Yeah. Where it's being consumed. Um, yeah, it's, it's really kind of, yeah. So I, not, I, not good. I give them the, I give them the warning, you know, that, uh, this is going to be painful and, yeah. and there it's most of the times they're oblivious to it. What? What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Why is this? No, yeah. And they, they tend to blame the platform right, yeah. of their, their audience. Well, that's not right. Yeah. You know, well, I have, go, well, you've been living in a fantasy world all these years. Well, on Monday, Tuesday, we wrap up our audit. Our audit, uh, auditors will be done on Tuesday and then they will go back and, uh, <laughs> uh, as I, I'm, I have a, Hopefully they won't rip us a new beep. <laughs> I doubt it, Todd. I doubt it. No, I, I'll be honest with you. They are, um, um, the audit team, I, I was telling Angela, I said, they know what they're talking about. These guys got it got it nailed. Because they well, came back. Yeah, so where are these guys coming from? I mean, how do they? they the IB has hired, hired oh, really? this independent firm, yep. And uh, they, uh, they asked some really good questions and then, because I was like, Hey, I want to know that too. <laughs> you know, Todd, Todd uh, we should invite one of these guys on to be a guest on the show. Oh, I, I don't, well, I don't know if we can afford them, Rob. <laughs> Maybe Just a guest on the show. Yeah. I'll ask, I'll ask if they'll come on and be a guest. I, that, that's an interesting person. Well, I probably have to get approval on the IB to do that too. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they're good. And it's just like, I was like, because Angela, I said, what, what about question number? Because we had to submit this, you know, massive questionnaire and all this data. And uh, they they spent like two or three weeks with it. And then they send us it back with, we want clarification on this. And it was about that long. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Angelo, uh, just go be in a cave for two days responding to this. He said, man, they're thorough. I'm like, yeah, yeah <laughs> yes, they are. Um, this is no cursory look. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this and, is. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's serious, right? Oh yeah. And as much money as I spent, I'm glad they're being, ser- I'd be mad if yeah. they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and Spotify as a guest on the show is also on my to-do list too. So oh, okay. I'm going to see if we can get, get somebody from over there. Oh, to, that'd be. Ooh. To join us. That'd be curious. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't. We may, I don't know if we could talk for 90 minutes about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to, the audience wouldn't answer every question. They probably wouldn't be able to answer every question the audience put forth, but maybe. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But, but uh, yeah, just so the podcasters out there, just letting you know that this was not a small check to write. <laughs> you, yeah. you saw the price tag on it, didn't you, Rob? No, I haven't yet. I haven't yet. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's uh, what? Uh, I can't say, but just get ready to five gasp. Five figures? Is it five oh, figures? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Where we actually had to have like an hour discussion. Is this going to really pay off? Is this worth the capital outlay? You know, we really had a serious discussion about it. <laughs> Uh, Barry was like in the wallet. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. yeah. But well, it's, it is, well, but you know, this is where we got to be at this point with the space. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so what's your understanding of where the, the, uh, was it the, the, the MRC, where's the MRC in <laughs> the conversations here? Uh, no, they, they want client side data only. They don't uh, want, okay. they've said they will not certify any, any network unless it's client side data. They won't use server side data because server side data Would still. Would you just tell them, yeah, you go tell them to talk to, uh, National Public Radio. Well, they they only have a small <laughs> segment of stuff too, and, and you know you think the the IB stuff is inexpensive as compared to MRC. The MRC is a six figure certification annually. Yeah, hundred and hundred twenty five thousand dollars is what a MRC certification costs annually. Mm-hmm. Annually, and they so just they should go go talk to. NPR, right about the well, the rad rad standard. Well, you know, again. Um, you know, the reason the MRC won't do it is because in the in the crux of things, if someone really got super creative, they still could cheat on server side. They could fake logs. And sure. um, that's why, you know, you have to respect MRC for not saying that because they data could still be fake. But I'm going to tell you, someone would have to go to an incredible amount of effort to fake podcast logs. I mean, an incredible amount of effort. And it would show up in the results anyway, and the advertisers would say, screw you, and we're, we're out of here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Right, well, we're, we're, yeah, we we're long. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. And uh, Brett, we'll see you at Podcast Movement. Greg, we'll see you there. Rick, I don't know if you're coming in or not. Daniel, we'll see you there. I know a bunch of folks have uh, been in the chat room. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Please promote the show. If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe link just like you do on YouTube. Hit that subscribe link on the newmediashow.com page. <laughs> I'm Todd at Blueberry.com or at Geek News on Twitter. Rob? I can be found uh, on Twitter at Rob Greenlee. That's with two E's. And you can send me an email, Rob at Vox, excuse me, VoxNest.com and, uh, or Rob at Spreaker.com. And if you have comments on the show, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your opinions in your commentary and if you have any questions on stuff we should cover. So I will be able to do a show next Saturday if we do it on Saturday. Oh, you uh, will? I will because oh, okay. I don't fly until two in the afternoon, but we will have to wrap on time. Okay. So, all right. Alrighty. Everyone, well, that's, thanks. That's good. I, thanks. We'll see everybody next time here on the new media show. Everyone take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.